Hello everyone and welcome to One Control Four Podcast, episode 180. Midjourn Yoder here today to talk to you about video games and the future of video games is here. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X are completely out. I guess technically like last week, I think the Xbox Series X was out so you could say the next generation started last week and, and that we were, we were, that podcast was the first podcast of the next of the current generation, <laughs> um, although I recorded it on a Sunday, right, or or Saturday, so so it wasn't exactly um, um, up to date on that that part. But anyways, yeah, so so yeah, I I'm not gonna get a PlayStation Five or Xbox Series X anytime soon. We're gonna be sticking on the PlayStation Four and Nintendo Switch for a while uh, if we do modern platforms. Um, but it's just not a high priority right now. And I think the majority of titles I'm looking forward to are coming out on the Switch and PS4 at this point between, um, you know, I would like to get Onichampara Origins if that gets a physical release, uh, uh, Castle, or not Castlevania, Bloodstained, uh, Curse of the Moon 2, um, Monster Hunter Stories on Switch, Poison Control I might end up picking up on, on PS4 at some point, so... So yeah, I think we're 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 set and good for a while on the previous generation in terms of at least things I would be personally interested in checking out at this point. Um, I did do a like a vlog style video that I posted up um, during the week last week as like a bonus little video. I don't know how I feel about that video. It's one of those things that like. You know, with this podcast, I think there's an assumption of some sloppiness to some extent because I'm just basically turning on a microphone and a camera and being like, hey, I'm going to let the words flow out of my mouth. <laughs> um, um, but when you do like a vlog, I feel like there's there's more of like an assumption that you have more of a solid argument kind of thing. And, you know, admittedly, a lot of it was just like my opinion of being like, hey, this is what I'm looking for out of the next gen consoles. And this is, you know, what I what I want and how they could you know, sell me. But I kind of feel like those videos require a bit more nuance to them and, and, and more more thought to to kind of solidify them a bit more. And I, I don't know if that video had that. I also did not like that I use my face as the thumbnail. I try to find the most like neutral face ever so I could avoid you know, being in a situation where I'm like blah on there or something like, you know, making a, a goofy face kind of thing. Um, I mean, I guess I could have just thrown the consoles up there or something, but that would have taken effort and gimp and, and <laughs> editing a picture together for that. So my face you get. So I don't know if we'll do more of those. It's, it's, um, you know, I, I've kind of, kind of part of the fun of that one was I was like, oh, I have my Kotatsu out for the first time ever. I was like, it's somewhat cold enough for me to get under a Kotatsu and like toast my legs up a little bit. And I was all excited. And then, uh, then I sat down there and was like, okay, I'm going to record a thing here. And that was a nightmare. Uh, the lighting I have, I like, I only have the lighting in this room is terrible. I have these two desk lamps that are or not desk lamps, but like two desk lights that light me up. And then also I have a light in the back that just gets in the way. It's like, it's like good for, for what I'm doing since I don't have any like ceiling lights or anything. Um, but you know, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you're going to see this light every time I move my head, it's just going to come blasting through kind of thing it's just kind of in a bad spot for that stuff but anyways so uh i threw some lamps on the ground probably in not great spots probably would have been a fire hazard uh so so you know i, I did my little recording thing then then turned them off immediately um but you know it's just not really um easy to set that up so maybe in the future i'll think about it and maybe we can make something that's a bit more reasonable in terms of, of recording those but i think it probably make more sense just to do those things from my desk for now 
Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think there could be some things where, you know, I I kind of have weird tastes in games. So explaining kind of things I'm looking for in certain games, maybe that would be something of value to some extent. Like I never know. I, I always try to I always go through some ex- explanation process with people and be like, oh, this is what I look for in games versus like what other people are looking for in games, which. I hope if you're listening to my videos, that is apparent, but if it's not apparent, well, I'm just going to tell you that Castlevania 64 is the greatest Castlevania of all time, and then tell you about everything that's bad about it, but still, it's the greatest Castlevania game of all time, <laughs> so, so, yeah, but, anyways, we'll see. Um, in terms of stuff I've been playing, I haven't been playing a lot recently, I'm still doing Left 4 Dead 2 stuff, which, you know, it's, you know, going, uh, uh, just playing on expert mode still, and just kind of moving very slowly in that. Uh, put in more time to Billy Hatcher. I wish I finished Billy Hatcher this week. I think I definitely could have if I just was a little more committed to making sure I sat down and played more of it, but I didn't. So I think I'm going to go ahead and finish up Billy Hatcher this week. And, uh, and then I'll probably do like a casual review. Um, my, my opinions on Billy Hatcher, I don't know if I would say they improved as more of a, just, I have a better understanding of that game and what it's trying to do, but whether that affects my opinion of how good it is to play um i think is is a different thing so uh, if you want to see my final thoughts about billy hatcher once i wrap it up uh i'll probably do some kind of casual review thing for that and figure that out and then also i, I imported some stuff from japan retro direct i mentioned last week i think that I, I i imported a copy of farland story fx for the pc fx basically like a fire emblem style game or strategy rpg um so i went ahead and played about two hours of that and then uh and then also i imported a bunch of other stuff with it like bikuti mouse um breath like some nintendo ds visual novel focused around like using a microphone uh blood of bahamut and, and things like that so so yeah i'll be doing like a pickups video i want to try to get something for that out next week i wanted to do it this week but i just didn't come together i still have a couple more of the games that i purchased recently that i need to play through so i can talk about them a bit more um but you'll be seeing that i think next week or so if, if not i'll let you know on the next podcast that, that, it, that it didn't work out um, and then while I was doing those things, I also was kind of working on some website cleanup stuff. If you don't know, um, we transferred to this one website from an old WordPress blog, probably about two or three years ago now. And, um, when I transferred all that stuff over, most of it broke, um, from my old blog. And then I imported stuff from Instagram and Tumblr as well, where I was also doing posts. Um, and so I'm still very slowly cleaning up all the content on the website to make it presentable in some way or form. Uh, I finished all the content from 2015, which 20, the the reason why it took me so long to kind of get back to this is that 2015, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of small posts and the value of those small posts, I think are very, uh, at best, they, they are not particularly great. Um, some of them are pretty decent. Some of them are just trash. So I went and hit a handful of them, not just because, you know, some of them are, are, you know, bad. Honestly, if they were bad, but substantial, I kind of left them because I don't like just hiding old stuff just because I don't like it anymore. Um, because I don't, I don't know. I I like having that stuff preserved. So if you guys want to go see, you know, how bad my Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance review is for the Game Boy Advance, you can go see that. Um, but it's, it's, um, I think the problem is when I see no value in like something, if like I said, I basically said nothing. It's just like words on a page and that's literally it. Um, I, I, I hid those. And then I also, um, there's a couple ones where they, 
the like seed of an idea for an article was was introduced in them and then i kind of fleshed that out later so i went ahead and hid the kind of original version of those because i didn't really have anything in them beyond just kind of presenting this article idea and then later on i fleshed it out down the line so anyways 2015 is done i'm working on 2014 stuff right now um i think that the rest of it's going to go quite a bit faster um and i do have to kind of figure out some things with when it comes to other websites that i was linking to uh, if you don't know, I used to write for quite a few other websites, uh, and I would link to them on the blog. So I need to figure out, you know, are those websites still live? Um, and if they aren't, if my links are dead, is there a way I can get to those those articles nowadays? Or is it just gone? <laughs> and then what to do about that once I figure that out. So so I'm working on that. Um, and, and then hopefully, I, I don't think we'll get that done anytime soon, but just, you know, cleaning up some old stuff. And then I need to add some more stuff to the archive highlights um, for the next year or so. So yeah, website stuff. Good old fun time of not real content, but archiving old bad content. <laughs> or cleaning up the archive of old bad content. In terms of news this week, incredibly light news for me for the most part. So I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on this, but uh, just a couple of uh, more just talking points that come out for some of these news stories. None of them are really news. Um, one is that the Yakuza producer, um, uh, Daisuke Sato, Sato, um, or one of the Yakuza producers, I should say, there are, there are multiple. Um, he was recently interviewed by like a 60th anniversary and like a 60th anniversary celebration interview kind of thing. And this is not like a real news stories of anything being announced. It's just, you know, a question was asked of him of what Sega franchise would you like to work on if you got the chance to? And the one he mentioned was Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, he wanted to make a different kind of Sonic the Hedgehog game. And it made me think a little bit about you know, where the Sonic he the Hedgehog franchise is today and kind of how it got here and where it should go going forward. And, you know, I'm going to be upfront with this. I'm not a big Sonic the Hedgehog fan. I like 3D Sonic games. I generally like 2D Sonic games. I I'm not a huge 2D Sonic fan, to be honest with you. I mean, I play them and I'm like, oh, these are fine games. You're talking about talking to somebody who's like Super Mario Brothers 3. That's a video game you can play, right? Like I, I didn't have any real feelings about Super Mario Brothers 3. So this is not a, a referendum on the quality of these 2D Sonic games. Um, but you know, I was thinking about the current modern day Sonic and where that kind of originated from. And you could really look at like Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Colors. I think really like the groundwork for what the modern day Sonic the Hedgehog game is between, you know, switch between 2D and 3D um, play styles, like often mid-level. And then in Sonic Unleashed, you kind of have this lane system when you're in 3D where you're kind of like swapping between different, you know, uh, tracks on a on a uh, uh, course. And and it feels almost like a racing game in some ways in how Sonic controls in 3D. Um, you know, there is there is flexibility to move around in there. And I think depending on the game, there's more or less. Uh, I feel like some of the later ones, they, they definitely had more of a focus on more like analog movement versus like just dashing between different lanes or something like that. Um, but I, I kind of feel like the majority of Sonic games that come out are still just kind of based on that foundation. You know, I looked at, I went and looked up some gameplay for Sonic Lost Worlds and, you know, despite being different structurally because, you know, the worlds are, are more like Mario Galaxy ones in that game where it's just like these floating cylinders in the air. Uh, the gameplay looked very similar to, to like a, a Sonic Colors. 
Um, and to some extent, Sonic Force is the same thing. Sonic Forces obviously has its own gimmick with the ability to use like different weapons and things like that. I'm saying this is somebody who hasn't played Sonic Forces. I briefly played Sonic Forces at a GameStop Expo in 2016. Uh, I, I played a 2D section on that. That did not feel great. <laughs> but, you know, if I got used to it, I'm sure I'd be fine. Um, so yeah, I kind of just feel like I want something new out of the Sonic series, like a new direction out of the Sonic series. And admittedly, it's been a handful of years since I think Sonic Forces at this point. So maybe that's something that is that is possibly in the works right now. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I kind of just want a new foundation for the Sonic series, I think, at this point. And I think in some extent, like part of why I'm interested in Sonic Lost Worlds, not Lost Worlds, sorry, uh, Sonic Boom um, is because it does do something different, although it, it seems like it's very much just like, hey, we made a third-person action game kind of thing, uh, or like, not really, like a third-person platform action game, similar to like a Jack and Daxter or something like that, um, so I think, I think my enthusiasm for Sonic Boom is not super high, but I am interested in checking out Sonic Boom someday, assuming the physical copy is not that, that expensive whenever I get around to it. Um, so yeah, I just kind of, I kind of hope that we, we get something new. I could also, I think I'd settle for something that's more like trying to recapture what Sonic Adventure did to some extent. Um, just because I think there's some value in seeing what Sonic Adventure could look like today. Um, and if that would come together in any kind of, um, I don't want to say quality fashion, but in a way that would be mainstream acceptable, right? Like Sonic Forces, I think, I think people liked Sonic Forces, but I think when you look at the mainstream audience, uh, Sonic Forces was kind of the, 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 what is it called? Redheaded stepchild or something. I have no idea what that term even means, a redheaded stepchild. Um, but I know it's used for, for something undesirable <laughs> in comparison to another thing, but redheaded stepchild with, uh, with Sonic mania kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's what, that's what I want. That's what I want as a not Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Maybe the Sonic the Hedgehog fans love the current state of Sonic. So maybe that's maybe maybe I'm asking for for a little too much, but that's just my my general feelings. I got plenty of Sonic games that I still need to play. I got a copy of Sonic and the Black Knight sitting around somewhere. Uh, I got a copy of Sonic Unleashed for the 360. Uh, I still have Sonic Advance 2. I need to play through Sonic Advance 2. I feel like Sonic Advance 2 has a lot of like death pits. And you just kind of like follow your death a lot in that game. From my memory, it's been a while since I played that. I don't know if I'll ever play that again. We'll see. <laughs> Anyways, that's kind of it for that. Um, and then the next news story is, again, not really a real news story. Uh, Konosuba Fantastic Days, which is a, a Konosuba mobile game, is getting localized. I have zero, in zero interest in this Konosuba mobile game. Uh, however, it is, I believe, the first Konosuba game that's getting localized, which I was like, oh. Really, there's actually been quite a few, I think, Konosuba games at this point. If you don't know, Konosuba is like an anime uh, about like a bunch of, um, I think it's like an isekai or something like that, where it's like a dude dies and he ends up in a fantasy world and it kind of has like, you know, some RPG elements to that world. And it's just like really goofy and dumb in a lot of ways, in a ways that I think people generally found entertaining. And, and I kind of feel like it is a somewhat mainstream franchise to some extent, but maybe maybe my perception of that is is not correct because these games continue to not get localized admittedly i think i think at least two of them are like dungeon crawlers right and so they're just like you know maybe the most straightforward rpg uh game you could have kind of thing but 
Yeah, I, I kind of wish these would come over because, you know, this one's, I guess I, what I'm saying is I wish more would come over, mainly because the other Konosuba games that, that came out on consoles had like little mini games with them. So they have like a Mega Man mini game uh, and one of the, maybe that was like a Blu-ray bonus actually for the Mega Man style mini game. Uh, but the more recent uh, PlayStation 4 release had like a 3D World Runner mini game and, and a bunch of other like weird stuff. And, and I, I would really like to see those available at some point as somebody who is... Um, I guess I like Konosuba. I did watch all of season one and season two of Konosuba. It's pretty rare. I watch a second season of anime, I feel like. Um, but I would like to see those kind of more actiony games come over. I don't know if I'm willing to sit down like with a, a dungeon crawler Konosuba game at this point in my life. Um, I feel like Sword Art Online is the, the only commitment I'll make in terms of anime dungeon grindy game <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean I, that's probably a lie i probably have played something else yeah i don't know but yeah that's kind of it for news kind of kind of uneventful um let's do a video game bit i feel like we haven't talked about that much this today and i feel like what i've talked about has been fairly fairly lackluster so let's do the ultimate the ultimate i need to fill some time in a podcast move of Doing a video game bit. If you don't know what the video game bait is, basically I pull use the 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 backloggery fortune cookie feature to pull a random game out of my collection, and we're going to talk about that game this week. Um, and so let's go ahead and select open that cookie. And the game we got. This is a very exciting game. I I hope I I don't know if I've talked about this before. Um, I really want to do a video review review of this game. It's Men of Valor for the original Xbox. Um, I played Men of Valor fully expecting it to be the most straightforward, generic first-person shooter I could possibly play from, like, 2003 or 2004, whenever it came out. Um, but it's actually this very unique... I don't know if unique's the right word, because it's kind of like a, a game that feels like a, a game that was supposed to be on the Wii in a lot of ways, even though it came out, like, before a Wii, before the Wii happened. Um, so it's this this, this uh, shooter from set in Vietnam... And, um, basically the, the kind of big gimmicks of the game are one is you have to kind of bandage yourself while you're, while you're, uh, playing. So if you, if you take damage, um, you have to like hold down a button to kind of like apply pressure to a wound and, and kind of reduce your, um, your, you know, reduce the amount of blood you'll let. And so it reduces the amount of HP you lose from a, from a gunshot kind of thing. So it's like this weird thing where you're like holding down the A button while you're also kind of holding down the trigger to aim and then like shoot with the, with the other trigger. And then you're like using the X button to reload. So it's just like this weird, almost like, um, what's that game called? The, 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 the game where you have like little dots and you like spin it around and you get like the hands and the feet and you call it out and people touch the different colored dots. I can't remember the name of this game at all. I'm pretty sure this is like an iconic game and you probably know what the name is. Uh, I will let you determine that yourself. Um, but but yeah, that thing. Uh, it kind of feels like that because you're like holding down all these buttons at once while you're playing. Um, and the other thing is, is that it has a bounding box, which if you don't know what a bounding box is for aiming, um, essentially what that means is that when you hold down the iron sight button, so you hold the gun up, um, when you move the gun, the the screen doesn't turn 
with the the gun like in, in, in a normal shoot like you know when you when you turn left or right the entire screen moves with your with your iron sight in men of valor the gun moves independently of the screen until you hit a certain point at the edge of the screen which then calls call, or cause it to turn if you've ever played a first person shooter on the wii um that is basically how all wii shooters function uh and you kind of increase and decrease the size of the bounding box on wii games so what's kind of crazy about this is that it's this it's this it's almost identical to the concept of how Wii shooters function but it was like a year or two before the Wii came out and like before like there's there's no real reason for the game to be this way other than they're just like hey this is kind of a cool way to do this <laughs> and and it makes it this really unique uh um like aiming style on the Xbox because you you're kind of like just like dragging the gun around the screen. Is it a better way to do it? Absolutely not. There's a reason why we didn't know other games did it. Um, but it's interesting to see a game that late in kind of the first person shooter console cycle um, be trying something new and different because, you know, once you get past the Xbox and things like that, um, the original Xbox, uh, shooters kind of became um, standardized on platforms. Most games basically try to emulate Call of Duty and how it functions or Gears of War in terms of third-person shooters. So it was just really cool to see this game that was like on the very edge of that kind of like, um, um, you know, homogenizing words <laughs> of, 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 of the shooter genre. Uh, like, like it just, it's just like this really weird thing and that, and it's so similar to the Wii. Yeah. I don't know. It's a really, we really weird and cool game. Um, horribly racist. I think, um, I mean, I'm not Vietnamese to say if, if it's offensive, but I get the impression that it is quite offensive, <laughs> but it's a, it's a video game. I, I kind of wouldn't mind doing a video on it still, but it's been so long. I had to play through the whole game again and my time's better probably spent elsewhere. Like putting this podcast up on the internet. Ooh, I feel like this podcast was a real rough ride. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not feeling great about this one, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. And I don't have time to, to re-record this now at this point. Unfortunately, this weekend, uh, I feel like I was a little slow on getting a lot of things done. And uh, I think part of the reason why I pushed this off is because I felt like that I didn't really have enough content to make a full podcast kind of thing. But here I am. The weekly po podcast commitment. I'm here just for you. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for this week. Uh, if you haven't seen last week, I had the, uh, I believe it's the Bionic Commando Elite Forces uh, casual review go up. So if you want to go check that out, you can go do so. Um, I also did a GameCube pickup stream. So basically I bought a bunch of GameCube games recently. and was like, hey, what if I stream these video games because I don't want to do a whole pickups video on all these GameCube games. Um, so I did that. And so I played some games like Pokemon Channel. We played Amazing Island. Um, um, GoldenEye Rogue Agent. Speaking of 2004 generic first-person shooters. Um, and then also, what else did we play? Robotech Battlecry, Mystic Heroes. We played a bunch of stuff. So there's a few GameCube games I purchased that we didn't end up spending any time on. But uh, I think we'll probably play Space Raiders on stream at some point. Uh, and the other ones, you know, we'll, we'll get around to them at some point. Some, somewhere or another, we'll get to those GameCube games. I think, honestly, some of them are fairly short. So we might actually be able to get to them sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And then this week you have the Vroom in the Night Sky uh, casual review going up. So if you want to check out that, that I, I streamed a little bit of that on the uh, Halloween stream. And I went ahead and kind of wrapped that game up and kind of finalized my thoughts on that. So 
You shall see that this week on Wednesday. So that's it for this week. We'll be starting up Industrial Spy Operation Espionage for the next stream game. So if you want to come stop by at Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time, um, I'll be streaming that on uh, on streams. The Dreamcast, uh, I guess you could call it like a bank robbery game in some way, where you like control a bunch of different characters with the different stats and skills, and they uh, you try to rob a bank, basically. <laughs> or rob a bunch of different things. You're like In the first mission, you're like stealing a, a painting or something like that. So it's an interesting game. So if you want to come check that out, um, you can. I, I think it might be a little bit of a frustrating game to get through. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but but we'll see. I've, I've wanted to play it for a while now, and I felt like this is a good opportunity to go ahead and do so. Uh, kind of something mechanically unique after we played Billy Hatcher, which is, you know, you know, somewhat unique, but it's still very much just like a third-person action platformer kind of thing. I feel like we want to play something a little more... A little more obscure, I guess, maybe. Maybe that's... I don't know if that's what I'm... I've by logic behind it, but that that is what I'll say right now. Anyways, thanks for coming. OneControlBoard.com is the website, and I hope you have a great week. Bye!